Hello and welcome to the Contentment Theory Podcast. I'm your host Eve Giovanna and together we're going to navigate this overwhelming modern world by discussing topics such as spirituality, mental health, enjoying your own company and much more, all in the hopes that you can find some contentment and inner peace with your authentic self. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode, I hope you're doing well. I'm sorry if I sound a little bit quiet, but right now it's quite early on Saturday morning. I want to mean early, it's only like 8am, but it's still kind of dark outside and to me that feels like really early. So I'm just trying to be quiet so I don't annoy anybody in my house basically. I might have mentioned this before, but it has been proving challenging being recording at my dad's house because the house has quite a lot of people living in it and you know people just like make noise as they go about the day-to-day life so that's kind of one of the reasons I've not been doing an episode every week because I just can't actually find the time when everyone in the house is quiet which unfortunately is just like my life circumstances um, and it won't be like that forever hopefully my life circumstances are going to change very soon um, and then I'll be able to record an episode every week which will be really nice so this week for this week's topic, I wanted to talk about how I become my authentic self or how I am becoming my authentic self because I do believe that it is a forever growing journey that I'm going on to become my authentic self and I feel like being your authentic self does kind of change, you know, throughout your life and you're not just going to be the exact same person throughout your whole life. Also, I would say in the past few months, I've been reflecting on how I am so much closer to my authentic self and how good it feels. And it's not necessarily something that I did on purpose, but I feel like when you go on these like healing spiritual journeys, it does just naturally happen. If you listened to last week's episode, you might remember that I was talking about my healing journey and how one of the things that happened on the healing journey, and I suppose was quite intentional actually, was I didn't want to be a people pleaser anymore. And what I realised when I was writing the sort of show notes for this episode is that being a people, not being a people pleaser and becoming my authentic self are two very closely linked things, which I am going to talk about in much more detail later on in the episode. Now I thought a good way to start this episode would be to talk about what is your authentic self and just like have a little bit of a chat about what that actually means. So I've got a couple of definitions up and the first one is your authentic self is who you really are deep down. The part of you that doesn't care what others think authentically happens when your words, actions and behaviours consistently match your core identity and that is by psychology today. Also they said It can seem that there are many different definitions of authenticity as there are psychologists, philosophers and scholars. However, a common definition is that being authentic is living your life according to your own values, goals rather than those of other people. Okay, I'm going to give one more definition and that is put simply, authenticity means you're true to your own personality, values, spirit, regardless of the pressure that you're under to act otherwise. 
you're honest with yourself and with others and you take responsibility for the mistakes, for your mistakes. Your values, ideals and actions align. As a result, you come across as genuine and you're willing to accept the consequences of being true to what you consider to be right. And that definition was by Mind Tools. Now, talking a little bit about that second definition, they said in the last part, your values, ideals and actions align. As a result, you come across as genuine. And what I have noticed in my lap, in my life in the past six months or so is that a lot of people have said to me you do seem quite genuine and honest and truthful and the way that you come across on social media is exactly the way that you come across in real life which I love and was a bit of a compliment to be honest. I really relate to also something else that they said in the second definition about authenticity meaning you're true to your own personality values and spirits regardless of the pressure that you're under to act otherwise because I do feel like in society a lot of the time we are under pressure to act and behave in certain ways I do think it is getting better and individuality um, is becoming more like celebrated but in a lot of ways we are still, we still do have this pressure to like act and behave in certain ways. So for example, I feel like at work, I feel like I talk, I talk about work quite a lot, but you know, it's just, I've been, work has been quite a big thing in my life recently and it's made me have a lot of realizations about myself and my life. So I feel like with work, there is this pressure to basically give your whole life and soul and your firstborn child to work and that should just be the norm um but there is been sort of this shifting culture I feel like in the workplace more recently where you know a lot of that the younger generations my generation are saying no I don't really want to do that anymore I want to have a work-life balance and I want to you know work for the amount that I am given you know work for however much you pay me, whatever I'm contractually obliged to do and nothing more really. I saw this video recently on TikTok and it's funny, I don't know why I'm going into this now but I just, it's quite popping up in my mind. But in, you know, the podcast that I see, uh, Stephen Bartlett the other day was like, oh well we're going to have a generation of people who are not you know, they're not going to work very hard. And it just made me laugh so much because it's like, yeah, sorry, I don't really want to work really hard for um, a not very good reward because I don't know, I just feel like things have shifted in the workforce. And these days, we're not getting a lot out of working hard. But I feel like in older generations, they were like, you know, you're going to have to work really hard and you will get a lot of financial compensation like you're going to get a house you're going to get a car like you're going to get all these nice things whereas I feel like my generation so I'm kind of like millennial bordering on Gen Z um we're just not really getting any of that because house prices are ridiculous and everything is just so expensive so now we're like well I don't really want to work really hard if I'm actually not going to get like financially compensated for it and yeah Anyway, sorry, completely digressed then. Now, going back to talking about authenticity, I feel like with work recently, there has been this pressure on me to behave in ways in which doesn't align to my authentic self and my values. And I have been really struggling with it. Like, I have been getting a bit upset because my work have basically been putting this pressure on me to work really hard 
um, and basically just like burn myself out and I'm being completely exhausted when I've finished work and it's actually really been upsetting me. And it got to the point where I had this meeting with my boss and she was so nice. She was just like, look, we've noticed that you've made a few mistakes in your work. And I think it's because, you know, you can't really concentrate for long periods of time. And we're basically, we're probably asking a bit too much of you. And I was just kind of like, yeah pretty much and I feel like my old an old version of me would have been like oh my god I'm so sorry like I'll work so much harder and um you know it's it's just completely my fault and I need to do better but this version of me was like do you know what yeah I, I am feeling like a lot of pressure and this the way that this team is working doesn't align with my my values and the way that I work and it felt so good to just like stick up for myself and actually just be authentically who I am and don't get me wrong I did cry in this meeting but again it just felt good to in some ways it felt good to just be completely myself and be like yeah this this is upsetting me and yeah I did have a bit of shame and a bit of embarrassment um just about the whole situation but overall I'm looking back at you know, having that meeting with my boss and it just felt so good to just be really honest and be like, this is the way that I work and what is going on with this team right now doesn't align with, you know, my authenticity and how I, how I work as a person and my values. Because I suppose one of my more minor values is, would you call it a value? Just something about me and my personality is I don't believe anymore in burning myself to the ground with work and working myself to the point of exhaustion. I think I I must have spoken about this in the last episode, you know, where I had that job as a teaching assistant and I worked myself to the ground and I was so burnt out and exhausted and it made me feel really anxious and it made me feel really depressed. Um, so yeah, that just doesn't align with my values anymore and the way that I want to live my life and I was just honest about that in work. I'm not letting the pressure to conform get to me anymore. And don't get me wrong, it's like I said, you know, in the meeting, it, it was not easy to, to be honest and be like, this is this is just not how I work. I think, you know, in the long run, I felt so, it was so much better to just be honest and then I can live my life more in alignment with my values and my personality and how I want to live and actually you know my boss was like you know I really understand what you're saying everybody works differently and we will make some reasonable adjustments for you so that was in in a roundabout way a good thing it was a good thing that happened that meeting was a good thing okay so one of the biggest questions this episode I suppose is how did I find my authentic self? Now, the first thing that came to mind when I asked myself this question was accepting who I truly am. Now, what I mean by this is, well, there's a lot that I mean by this. And to explore this, I want to go back to talking about that time of when I had really bad anxiety and then I had to go on that healing journey. Now, if you're not familiar of what I'm talking about, then maybe listen to last week's episode um, to give you a little bit of context about what I'm talking about. So basically, I got really bad anxiety a few years ago and there's a couple of reasons why this was going on. One of the reasons was because I was feeling really burnt out and exhausted with work and then another of the reasons was 
I was being a people pleaser and I wasn't living a life true to myself. So what I found about this period of anxiety that I was going through is that I found it really hard to accept what I was going through and I found it hard to accept that I was reacting in that way. So my first response was I tried to just squash it away and pretend it wasn't there and go on like normal, which, you know, as you can imagine, made it so much worse. One of the other things that I reflected upon later on about this period of time is that I actually think I felt shame and embarrassment about how I was feeling to some extent because I compared myself a lot to others and what they were doing and say my friends they seemed to like work hard and play hard and they didn't seem to be getting really bad anxiety from it they were tired maybe but they all seemed to be okay and I just kept on questioning myself and being like why is it that I'm reacting that way? Why do I feel like this? And it just felt so unfair. And I wasn't, I suppose, being very nice to myself. And going back to talking about work at the moment, I almost had a little bit of a flashback from the past this week because I felt like, why is it that everyone else can seem to just like work really hard and burn out and exhaust themselves and just be okay with that? Whereas like for me, I use up all my energy for the day, all my concentration, all my attention. And then it gets to about, you know, about two, three o'clock. And I am literally frantic because I need to just go and relax and lie down and, um, you know, unwind for the day. I can't push myself past the point of using up all my energy because it just makes me feel so burnt out and exhausted. However, one realisation one big realisation that I've had to have over the past couple of years on this like healing journey is that I am just different to other people. You know, we are all unique individuals and we all just have like different resources of energy and we all have, like, we're all sensitive to different things and that is okay. So diving a little bit deeper into talking about sensitivity, one of the things that I've realised in the past couple of years or so on this healing journey is that I am more sensitive than the average person. I am more sensitive to just basically everything in life. And that is something that I have been on a bit of a journey on within itself, you know, realising that I was sensitive and then trying to accept the sensitivity and embrace the sensitivity and then eventually seeing it as a beautiful thing. So coming round full circle, one of the things that really helped me find myself and accept who I truly was, was, you know, realising that, yeah, I am sensitive, accepting it, embracing it, and then eventually trying to see it as a wonderful thing. Because like I was saying before, um, I didn't, there was that period of time where I was just trying to squash down like my sensitivity and who I was as a person because I just wanted to be like other people and I just wanted to be like quote unquote normal and then what I found was that it was actually just really exhausting trying to be somebody that I wasn't and just trying to be normal for the sake of trying to fit in and it was consuming so much of my energy and now I feel like I'm just not pretending to be somebody that I'm not and I have so much energy to do lots of other things that fulfill me and really like feed my soul. 
Now, another really big part of accepting who I truly was is I had to start really listening to myself and my needs. So going back to that time of when I had really bad anxiety, I had to really listen to my body and my mind and what it was clearly telling me. So, for example, I clearly needed in that period of time to rest and relax more, to like recharge myself, recharge my soul. I needed to clearly drink less alcohol. I needed to socialise less. And I just needed to have some time to look within myself and do a little bit of soul searching because I was obviously having a lot of internal struggles. And, you know, like I was saying before, when I first started to experience really bad anxiety, I just tried to squash down all these needs and I didn't really listen to myself. And I like kept on drinking and socializing loads. And honestly, like my body was just in an absolute state of stress for quite some time. And then it got to the point where I was like, I'm actually going to have to really just stop and listen to what my body needs. Otherwise, I am going to implode and something really bad is going to happen. One thing that I will say about listening to your body and your mind and what you need is that this comes with like self-awareness and if I'm being completely honest I think that self-awareness just comes with time and getting a bit older and having time to like look within and you know just having like self-exploration so if you're on a bit of a journey to trying to find like more of your authentic self then my advice would be that you know self-awareness does just come with time and having that having that time to like look within and do um, self-exploration basically. I just want to go back a little bit to talking about my journey with embracing my sensitivity because I feel like this was a very pivotal thing in my healing journey and accepting who I truly was. So through like exploration, I suppose you could say, I learned how to like embrace my sensitivity and really importantly, work with it and not against it. And eventually, you know, try and see it as a wonderful thing. So what I mean by this is when I found myself in a situation where I felt like I was being a bit sensitive, instead of being critical of myself, I would try to at first be a little bit more neutral with myself and just say to myself, well, it's okay. This is who you are. And this is just like your normal reaction to how you would deal with this type of situation. I'm just trying to think of a specific example. Okay, I've thought of a good example. So when I moved into my old flat a couple of years ago, there was a baby living above my room and this baby would wake me up all the time and it would drive me mad and I wasn't getting very good sleep because of it. And so when I don't sleep, I am very emotional and very tearful. I mean, I'm talking like I will literally have a breakdown when I've not had any sleep because I'm just really sensitive to not having a lot of sleep. And there's one particular night, this baby woke me up at like 5am and I was just honestly like in, in tears, like because I was just so exhausted. And that day I really had to say to myself, like, it's okay that, you know, you're really emotional and you're really tearful. Like, that is just how you react to not having any sleep, basically, instead of being like annoyed at myself. And I had to message my old boss at the time and be like, look, 
I didn't go into detail, but I was like, I'm feeling really emotional and really anxious today because I've not had any sleep and I'm going to have to take a day for myself because if I come to work, I am literally just going to sob all day and not be able to do any work. So even though it was difficult, it was sort of like looking after myself, nurturing myself, working with myself and being like, okay, what do you need today? And what I needed on that day was just to you know, look after myself, to rest, to nurture myself and be like, it's okay that you feel like this. It's just how you react to this type of situation. And it's funny, actually, I had another night this week where I had about one hour sleep and then I had to go to work and I just have to keep like practicing instead of getting like frustrated at myself for being emotional because I'm tired. I just had to be like, it's okay you know, if you are a little bit tearful that you're tired because that's just who you are and that's just your sensitivity and that is absolutely fine. Yeah, so I just have to sort of keep practicing that muscle of like leaning more towards when I am being sensitive and emotional that, you know, be kind to yourself and almost laugh it off because now with my sensitivity, I try to have a bit more of a light-hearted approach to it. So if I am getting a bit tearful over what seems to be nothing really to get tearful about, I just kind of have to laugh about it and not take myself so seriously because I feel like I used to just take myself so seriously. And I think that did contribute to me, like maybe it contributed a little bit to my own happiness and now I just sort of like laugh at myself, laugh with myself and life just feels so much more light-hearted and a lot more playful and yeah. Okay, so moving on to the next thing that was really important to my journey to authenticity, which is creating my own belief system and establishing my own values. Now, to get us into the frame of mind of what I'm talking about, I'm just going to give a little definition of what a belief system is. So a belief system is a set of codes or principles that helps people inform themselves of the world around them. It helps them interpret the world and act in ways that aligns with their beliefs. So I think a really good example of this is religion. So if you are part of a certain religion, then that helps you interpret the world around you and how you feel and how you think about the world around you. Now, from what I understand, our belief system is generally shaped by our caregivers, so our parents or whoever looked after us when we were growing up, schools and the media, they're like the three main ones. And for me, looking back at when I was, you know, shaping my own belief system, when I went to university, I started to form my own beliefs and opinions and that is kind of when I started to create my own belief system. So for example when I was growing up I went to a Catholic primary and secondary school and I suppose you could say that they were trying to influence or shape my beliefs into being religious. They weren't like forcing anything on me but now that you know, when I was going to university and I was creating my own belief system I pushed against that and I was like I am atheist like I do not believe in religion whatsoever and now that I'm like a little bit older I am slightly more neutral I am slightly more agnostic because I suppose I've realized that in some way I do believe in this like kind of higher power because I do believe like 
the universe has a plan for us and we don't necessarily control that. So I suppose, yeah, you could say I'm a little bit agnostic now. So with your belief system, it does just like change throughout your life and that's completely normal and that is completely okay. There was also this other belief system that I wanted to talk about, which I think I mentioned in podcast episodes previously, but I feel like my attitude towards the prescribed way of life has changed so much in the past few years. So for example, when I was growing up, I was brought to believe that most people will live their life in this kind of one certain way, which is that you go to school, you get a job, you give all your energy and time to that, and there isn't much room for fun outside of that. You get married, you have kids, you know, you buy a house um, and then you kind of like struggle and suffer until retirement and then that is basically it. Now I am of a completely different belief and I feel like life has just so many more options and choices and things are so much freer than we've been led to believe. Now I do believe that you do just create your own belief system over time is just something that naturally happens over time. So if you're really young and you're listening to this and you're a bit freaked out and you're like, I'm not really sure what my belief system is, do not worry at all. When I was like 18, I literally had no idea what was going on. I wasn't really sure of my belief system, probably didn't even understand the phrase belief system. I think the only reason I am have a lot of understanding about belief systems and about kind of those kind of topics is because I am really interested in spirituality and like the meaning of life and all of those kind of things. So like I've said before, I do believe that your belief system changes over time and that is completely okay. I think that I used to be kind of scared to change my belief system in a way because I thought, I don't know, I suppose I thought it was a bit flaky to change your beliefs, but now I feel so differently about it. So for example, Now, there was this one point in time where me and my sister adamantly believed that, you know, when you are dating somebody and when you're in a relationship with someone, you should have really high standards and really high expectations. And that person needs to meet every single one of them and they need to treat you like an absolute goddess. And then if they don't, then they're not worth your time and that you need to wait for someone who does meet all these like standards and expectations. However, I have slightly changed my opinion now and hear me out. So I have spoken about on this podcast about how we should go easy on ourselves and be kind to ourselves and that we're allowed to make mistakes and we're allowed to grow and we're allowed to change. So I feel like that same logic should be applied to this person that I'm dating. And don't get me wrong, like, you know, they do have to meet certain standards and expectations. Um, But I do believe that, you know, human beings are allowed to make mistakes and they are allowed to grow and change and develop as a person and that is how relationships work a lot of the time you know you do like grow and change with each other and you are allowed to make mistakes so I feel like now I am slightly a bit more flexible fluid with that where I don't have these really rigid expectations and rules and expectations of somebody that I'm dating because I do believe that people are allowed to like grow and change and make mistakes. Don't get me wrong, like there is obviously certain things that they wouldn't, that wouldn't be acceptable, but yeah, I think it is okay to date somebody when they're not perfect because I'm certainly not perfect. I certainly 
do make mistakes and I grow and change as a person. I think it's super interesting having a reflection like that. But what I'm trying to say is that, yeah, your beliefs, your belief system and your values and who you are is going to grow and change as you get older. And that is completely okay. And don't hold yourself sort of prisoner to your old set of values if and beliefs if you do feel like oh maybe I am changing a little bit and that's completely okay. I do actually kind of admire people as well that you know do change the beliefs and their values and they do like question themselves and they're not like really rigid in the rules that they have for themselves because I suppose it, it shows growth as a person. Okay so the next thing that helped me find my authentic self is establishing my values. So I'm not going to go too much into talking about my own values. I am going to share some of them, but I have mentioned on this podcast before about how I sort of establish my values, how I navigate them. And that is through this um, worksheet that the minimalists have provided on the website. It's free. So I feel like I've spoken about this quite a lot before, but I'm just going to say it again. So there is this website run by these two guys who are podcasters, authors. I feel like they do more than that, but I can't remember exactly. But basically, there's these two amazing guys that are have been on this like amazing soul searching journey to find a more meaningful life with less because they've gone on this soul searching journey and it's basically like all navigated around minimalism. Anyway, sorry, getting slightly off topic. They have this worksheet on their website and it talks about helping you understand your values and how basically understanding your values helps you live a bit more of a meaningful life, a more authentic life. And I have used this worksheet before, so I'm going to share with you my main five, I think it is called foundational values. I'm just going to check. Yes. So it is your foundational values. Now my foundational values are pretty much the same as theirs. I feel like I am really similar in a lot of ways to them. So my five foundational values, which are like the core and structure of how I live my life and how I navigate, how I want to use my time and energy is health. So my health is really important to me. My emotional health, my physical health growth is super important to me. As you can probably tell from this podcast, I absolutely love like, you know, spiritual growth, personal growth. My next value is contribution. For me, I think it's just really important to contribute to, you know, my community, my family in different ways. So, for example, I am considering going back to doing some volunteering for my local community because I do believe it is so important. Okay, so my next value is expression. When I talk about expression, I mean being able to like creatively and emotionally express myself. I'd say those are the two most important ways that I want to express myself. Uh, and uh, my last value is relationships. So I do believe that my relationships are such a big value in my life and they are so important to me and they're a lot of what my life is built upon and I feel like I would, there would be quite a big empty hole in my life if I didn't have the relationships that I have and if I didn't put the effort into the relationships that I have. So what I found is that 
from establishing my values, I can really see what is important to me, what is important to my authentic self and how is it that I want to spend my resources, so my time and my energy. And I would say that in the past when I wasn't necessarily living in alignment with my authentic self that I wasn't putting a lot of time and focus and energy into the things that I valued most and now that I put a lot more time and energy and effort into the things that I really value and they're so important to me I do feel so much more fulfilled and I feel like my life has so much more meaning. Now if you're thinking to yourself I literally have no idea what my values are then my advice would be to explore and experiment with life. So for example, when I was, I'd say about 20, I watched this documentary about minimalism and how, you know, these same two guys I was just talking about went on this like amazing, like spiritual moving, like personal journey of how minimalism really helped them live a more meaningful life with less and I found it so moving and so gripping and I really resonated with it and so I spent the next few years exploring minimalism and like all the different like facets of it and you know how there's just basically like so many different types and so many different ways that you can practice it and now I've come to the point where I am still definitely a minimalist and I've just like got my own take on it though and like my own recipe and it's definitely not exactly the same as you know how these guys were living their lives in the documentary and how they live their lives now it's just sort of it was me going on this exploration and experimenting of different ways of how you know minimalism could give me a meaningful fulfilled life and now I feel like I've been through that like exploration and experimenting with all the different types of minimalism I feel so much more aligned to who I really am and I feel so much closer to my authentic self okay I feel like I've talked about minimalism enough now and I am ready to move on to the next thing that helped me realign with my authentic self and I feel like I've spoken about this quite a lot on the podcast but it has been very important to this like healing journey that I've been going on so learning to trust myself and my gut instincts and being in tune with divine intuition. I feel like before I was in tune with my authentic self I didn't necessarily trust my opinions and my judgment and my gut feelings and I wasn't really in tune with divine intuition. Now if you don't know what divine intuition is it's kind of hard to explain in some ways but it's basically like learning how to access this wisdom that you have that it's not necessarily like something that is written down or it is a guide but it is just trusting this like inner guidance and knowing whether something is kind of more right for you or wrong for you. I suppose it's not as black and white as that, but you just kind of get this, you can't really explain it, but it's just this feeling that you're like, "Mm, that doesn't necessarily feel in line with who I am as a person or what I want, or that doesn't feel like that is supposed to come into my life. So really good example of this, and I think I've spoken about this before, is recently somebody from my past who has hurt me quite a lot has tried to come back into my life 
<coughs> excuse me, they've just, they've not been like forceful or anything. They just kind of wanted to see if I was open to talking. And I got this feeling from my divine intuition, my gut, that I was like, this doesn't feel right. And this feels like a test from the universe that I'm supposed to say no to this. And even though it was really hard, I completely stick by my decision and I just know that it wasn't right for me for them to come back into my life. So the big question is, how do you trust yourself? How do you trust your gut instincts? How do you get in touch with your divine intuition? Now, I'm not going to go massively into it because I feel like I've spoken a lot about this in other episodes. However, what I will say is one really big thing that helped me get in touch with my gut instincts, my divine intuition is number one, listening to my body. I know it sounds really obvious, but just looking at those physical symptoms when, say for example, somebody is asking you to do something and you're wondering whether you want to do it or not, but you're wondering whether you agree with what they ask, what they are asking you to do, you will get this feeling in your stomach, like you will maybe get sweaty palms or you'll start clenching your fists or your shoulders will get really tight. So the next time somebody is asking you asking you to make a decision about something and you're thinking, I really want to try and tune into my divine intuition, into like my gut instincts and really trust myself. Just take a moment and really think, no, don't think, sorry, really notice what is going on in your body um, and do you feel like calm or do you feel like your body is reacting in a way that is not calm. So like I said before, clenched fists, clenched shoulders, weird feeling in your stomach. Don't get me wrong, there definitely is nuance to that. So for example, somebody could be asking something of you and it can make you feel two things at the same time. So it can make you feel excited and nervous and therefore you may get the symptoms of anxiety even though you do feel excited. It's just about tuning into okay, well, I am feeling both those feelings, but what is what is the one that I want to focus on more? What is the one that is actually in alignment with what how I want to make this decision? I hope that makes sense. It does get easier the more that you practice it. And now I feel that like I am so much more in tune with my gut instincts and divine intuition. And so much of the time when I'm making a decision, I very quickly, I'm like, I know that that isn't right for me and I know that it's something that I do not want. Now, another thing that really helped me get in touch with like my divine intuition and trusting my gut instincts is, I would call it reducing my mental clutter. And I'll give a specific example of that. So I find that when I spend a lot of time on social media, uh, my mental clutter is massively increased and it really clouds my own thoughts and my own judgments and my own opinions. Whereas when I am reducing my time on social media and reducing the amount I am hearing from other people and other people's opinions and judgments and things like that, I feel like so much more clarity in what I want and my own vision and the way that I want to make my own decisions. And I know it is really annoying when people are just like, oh, if you just go on your phone less or if you just go on social media less, then all of your problems will be solved. I'm not saying it like that. I'm just saying that it has become very apparent to me and to a lot of people that social media is getting in the way of a lot of things that we do in our life. And we just need to be careful with our relationship with it because 
I'm not saying that I want to completely cut it out of my life because it's done so many amazing things for me and I, I really love and appreciate it in many ways. However, I am definitely like trying to be so careful and considerate with my relationship with it because it can have like a serious impact and it can really like cloud you know your judgments and your opinions and how you make your decisions because it is just contributing to a lot of like mental clutter little side note i'm sorry if you can hear the background noise of like planes and things going overhead i live near an airport i live under a flight path and there are a lot of planes going by quite a lot and it's quite astounding really so the next thing that i wanted to talk about which was really important to this journey of finding my authentic self is people pleasing and boundaries now i have spoken about this before in the last episode but i do think having this time to reflect on what is it that really helped me find my authentic self is coming away from people pleasing and not doing it as much and having developing firmer boundaries when I'm trying to navigate my life. So what I mean by this is I find that or I found that in my past life when I was people pleasing a lot more that a lot of the time I would be like bending the way that I wanted to live my life so I could please others. So for example talking about when I was going through a time of when I needed to socialise less I found that I was saying yes to people maybe a little bit too much when actually I really needed to just say no and spend some time like resting and relaxing and recuperating and the reason why I said yes was because I didn't want to disappoint people I didn't want to let people down and I just wanted to please everyone around me which is so normal and I feel like more people are people pleasers than they are not people pleasers but I feel like it does change a little bit as you get older because now I definitely people please a lot less and the more I've practiced it the easier it it has gotten and now I find myself in a place where I only say yes to the social occasions that I want to go to and I find those experiences really fulfilling and I really enjoy them and I feel like my best self when I'm there And then when I say no to social occasions, sometimes I will, I'm saying no and it feels good in a way because it's like, I'm saying no because I want to put myself first and I want to put like my wants and my needs first. And a lot of the time, you know, say I'll socialize, like I'll see my friends during the week, but then on the weekend, I really fancy going for a hike, but then no one's really up for that. So everyone else is like meeting up and they're doing something else and I'm like actually I think I'm going to miss this one and I'm just going to go on a hike on my own and it just feels so fulfilling and it makes me feel so happy that I just don't have that need to people please anymore and my life is so much more in alignment of what is it that is going to fulfill me and make me happy and enrich my life. Diving a little bit deeper into talking about boundaries now I don't feel like I'm necessarily the best person to talk to about how to establish boundaries. I feel like there is probably um, another professional that would be a lot better at that. I just feel like I know how to navigate, how to set boundaries in my life, just in my own personal way. But what I'm trying to say is establishing better boundaries in my life has definitely helped me live more in line with my authentic self because 
for example, going back to work, I feel like when I didn't have as many boundaries, I was like using up all of my time, all of my energy, and I was just burning myself out and exhausting myself. And I was using all of my time and energy for work and that wasn't living in alignment with who I was. Like I wanted to use some of my time and energy for work, but not all of my time and energy. I wanted to have some of my time and energy to do other things that made me feel fulfilled. Whereas now my work life is so different. And like I was saying, when I had that meeting the other day, I just kind of had to have that conversation and be like, you know, work is kind of stepping over my boundaries a little bit and it is taken away from this other really important part of my life that makes me feel fulfilled and it gives me meaning. And don't get me wrong, like I said, that conversation was not easy, but I am so glad that I was more honest in that conversation and I was a bit clearer with my boundaries because now I can do the things that is more in alignment with what I want out of life and what is in alignment with my values. I'm not massive on mantras, but I have found this mantra recently that really helps me in terms of like people pleasing and setting boundaries. And it is, you do not live to please and serve other people. And I just keep reminding myself of that when I feel a little bit uncomfortable, when I'm feeling like, oh, they're stepping over my boundaries or I really just want to people please right now because I feel uncomfortable. I just say to myself, you do not live to serve and please other people because it is so true. I think that you don't like you live to or mostly live to please and serve yourself. Don't get me wrong. You know, I feel I say this all the time, but it is important to like contribute to your community and sometimes put other people first. But I think the majority of the time or a fair amount of the time is important to put yourself first and please yourself first because I do see these people in life and in society where their whole life is just completely molded to like serving other people and they're always like oh I'm so selfless and I actually don't really like this whole trope of oh you know calling somebody selfless is like a compliment I don't really see that as a compliment I actually kind of reject that as a compliment I feel like a lot of the time as well mothers um, and women in general are victim to this where we are told that like being selfless and putting everybody else before us is this thing that should be really valued and put up on a pedestal Whereas I'm just disengaging from that because I don't want to spend my whole life running around just trying to serve other people just so I can get gratification from society. Another thing that I wanted to mention that is kind of in a similar realm is not asking for other people's approval and permission to do things. Now it may seem really odd, but there was a time in my life where I didn't really want to do anything. I didn't want to do a lot of things unless it met the approval of the people around me. And then I had this sore realisation that not everything that I do all the time is going to meet everybody else's approval. And if I'm always in the business of trying to meet other people's approval and have their permission to do things, then I would not be doing a lot of things. I had this other realisation recently that you basically can't ever control other people's reactions and thoughts 
and behaviours to the things that you do and it's actually such a waste of your time and energy trying to control that and it is so freeing to just be like I'm just gonna let them react I'm just gonna do what I want and I'm just gonna let them react and think whatever they want because I cannot control that anyway so I'm just gonna do whatever pleases me a good example of this that has happened in my life in the past few years is social media so I feel like when I first started posting on social media I was like literally mortified at the thought of what other people think like my friends and the thing is they're not it's not like they're judgmental or anything they honestly don't think they even care like they're happy for me and they're proud of me but I think I was just worried about what other people would think and so because I didn't want to know their opinion or I couldn't control their opinion or their thoughts about me posting on social media I just didn't tell them for a while I didn't tell them for a few months I didn't tell some of my friends for a very long time honestly it could have been like more more than a year that I didn't tell certain people there is a reason why I didn't tell certain people for a long time though but then when I started to gain a lot of followers and a lot of engagement on social media and I really started to enjoy myself and express myself and really get a passion for it I just had to say to myself you're just gonna have to let them think and feel whatever they feel and you just need to do whatever pleases you because that is something that is in alignment with your authentic self and it's what you love and it's what makes you feel fulfilled and it's what gives you meaning and purpose in life and the thing is nobody had a bad word to say about it I mean they didn't have a bad word to say about it to my face anyway but people were so nice and supportive and they they were like oh really enjoy your content and you know it's it's really helping me you know feel better about my own life and my own self I think it was just that fear of what other people might think so I was just like trying to you know avoid that even now still I do hesitate for a moment and I think about oh this particular person's probably gonna think this is well cringy but I always push through that feeling or 99.9% of the time I do and I just post anyway because I'd much rather do something that makes me feel you know like I was saying fulfilled and it's my passion and it's my hobby than just try and meet the approval of others or just try and please and serve other people. Now one other thing that I wanted to talk about that was in a similar realm to people pleasing and meeting the approval of others is when I decided or I just didn't go on any dates for a full year. So I have spoken about this in previous episodes, but recently, I think it was about half a year ago, I had a full year where I didn't go on any dates. I didn't have any romantic interactions and it was a wonderful time for self-exploration. Now I found that when I was in my early twenties, I dated a lot and it was a lot of fun and I learned all about myself. But when I reflect on that time, I do think that a lot of the time I was shaping and moulding my personality to what the person that was dating found attractive and then when I would stop seeing that person I would 
be a bit like of an empty vessel and I would be like, I don't actually really know who I am and was that really me or was that just me trying to meet the approval of the person that was dating and people pleasing basically. Now going back to this year of when I didn't have any dates and I didn't have any romantic interactions, I had so much time for a self-exploration and really figuring out what is it that I wanted out of life, who was I authentically, what is it that I loved, what is it that I valued and I'm so grateful for that time because I feel like it has completely changed me and now I really know myself and I know what I want and I know what I value and going forward with dating I wouldn't necessarily, well I I wouldn't do the same thing, I wouldn't just straight jump into like um you know dating somebody and completely like mold and change my personality so it like suits them and meets their approval and so I went on a date recently about a month ago and I think I might have shared this story before but for people that didn't hear it I went on this date with this guy and he said he had a very nice time and I seemed very genuine and I, I was so like honest and I had so many layers and I just seemed like really myself and it was just such a huge compliment and I think that's almost what contributed to me reflecting on thinking that oh yeah I am actually so much more in alignment with my authentic self. Okay so I feel like those are the main ways in which I navigated finding my authentic self and I couldn't really think of any more but there probably is more and so I wanted to end the episode with just saying that You know, becoming my authentic self hasn't necessarily been easy, but it has been so worth it because my life is so much more fulfilled and I feel so much more alive and I feel like my life is so much more meaningful and I have so much more time and energy to do the things that I really care about and I really value. And also I do just feel more comfortable within myself I have a lot less inner conflict and I find myself being a lot less critical of myself because I know who I truly am one of the last thing that I want to say is that we are all such unique individuals and the things that make me authentic to myself are not necessarily going to be the same things that make you authentic to yourself Okay, so I feel like that's everything. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I feel like that was quite a long one, actually. Yeah, that was nearly a whole hour. So this will be coming out on Sunday. So I hope you have a slow, restful, peaceful Sunday doing whatever it is that makes you feel good. And I'll see you for the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm new to this world of podcasting, generally putting myself out there on social media. So if you have any comments, feedback or questions, please contact me on my socials, Instagram and TikTok. So my handle is evegiovanna underscore, that's E-V-E-G-I-O-V-A-N-N-A underscore. And if you found value or enjoyed this episode, I would be grateful if you shared this with a friend or left a review.